Good afternoon, everybody. I have been trying to create a series of videos that I hope will be of use to people in classrooms who are charged with the responsibility of teaching and advancing the goals of literacy. I want to begin today's lecture lesson by reviewing the ground we've covered already. The very beginning, the first lesson, I tried to explain how literacy today in the 21st century is different from literacy in the late 19th and through much of the 20th century. In the late 18th, 19th century, rather, it was all about being able to read and write. Schools formed around the desire to cultivate good citizens, churchgoers, newspaper readers, voters, productive members of society, and everything around the classroom related to being able to read and write. Over a period of time, lots of people dropped out of school, but they dropped out of school to join the workforce. Between the end of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century, for reasons I will explain in another lecture, literacy became not just being able to read and write, but being able to understand and apply what that reading was all about. To take the ideas, the words, the thoughts, and put them together with things that had already been read and absorbed. So, in the second lecture, I extended that to point out how that change in what literacy was all about to what happened in the classroom and in the classrooms in the late 19th and through much of the 20th century, teachers were sages on the stage who were required to impose their knowledge, impart their knowledge, into the minds of their students. Students were seen as empty vessels, and we had to teach and fill those empty vessels with knowledge and skills. By the end of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century, we were no longer sages on the stage, but guides on the side. Our jobs became trying to encourage our charges, our students, to become more literate, to impart and help them gain more knowledge, more skills, and key more a better affect, a more positive affect. The goal was to make students lifelong learners because in the real world, when they finished school, the world of work was changing, the world of geopolitics was changing, and 
students needed to have the skills so that they could cope with those changes and fill and find jobs that they were able to fill because they had a broad range of skills. In lesson number three, I talked about the physical changes that occurred as a result of that progression from sage on the stage to guide on the side and what the physical classroom looked like. We went from rows of, of desks, all the same, to pods of tables and groupings of students. And open classrooms are surely more, more uh, movement in the classroom. In lesson four, I talked about the geopolitic changes, the geopolitical changes that meant classrooms would become more diverse. Classrooms today are very different from they were even 25 or 30 years ago. The students, their families, the kinds of families, the places students have come from, the languages they speak, the religious identities that they have, the sexual identities, all of those things have changed. And so classrooms are very diverse. As a result of all of those changes, in lesson five, I tried to make the argument that the long-range goal of schooling should no longer, can no longer be the idea of students graduating who could read and write, had the knowledge, skills, and affect necessary to find a place where they fit in in society, but instead to possess the knowledge, skills, and affect and the level of literacy that they could create a reality for themselves as adults and could find places to fit in and be able to live side by side with people of all these diversities. Now we come to the implication of that long-range goal, the implication of my becoming a guide on the side rather than a sage on the stage. And that comes to literacy development and the idea that we are indiv individualizing instruction. This actually comes at a very good time for what's happening in society. Because of the pandemic, everybody had to stay away from the physical environment of school. And parents and teachers were looking for ways to educate children at a distance. And what to do with children at home. The truth of the matter is, is that children today don't think about needing a lesson in science, a lesson in social studies, a lesson in math, a lesson in art. They think about problems. And the goal today has to be helping children take their skills and apply them to the real world and look for things in the real world that stimulate discussions. Literacy 
today is no different than 125 years ago in that it begins with effective reading, writing, speaking, and listening skills. But today we add to that media literacy skills. When I went to school, children got books, printed books. They went to a library with a printed card catalog and they had to do their research. In an earlier lesson, I talked about how technology is found in every school. Even the poorest school districts in North America are struggling with how to integrate technology into the learning environment. Because of technology, because of YouTube, and because of TikTok, and because of all of the different ways in which children today come to school curious about the world, our classrooms can no longer reflect everybody at the same time doing exactly the same things. Our classrooms have to reflect that individualization, that every child is unique and every child begins at a certain level. In order to cultivate literacy, we need to think as we continue down this path in our lessons about the changes in libraries, the changes in novel studies, the changes in projects, the changes in subject-specific topics. All of these things, all of the things that marked the education that you and I had for almost a hundred years, it didn't change. But now, because the pandemic is forcing us to look at it a certain way, because schools can no longer function with sages on the stage, but rather guides on the side. And as we guide our students, we can no longer think of them as a whole class, but a group of unique individuals with needs and abilities and insights into the world that come from a diversity of backgrounds and experiences. It's all about experiential learning. Learning because of the experiences and helping our children find new experiences to explore the world and use reading, writing, listening, speaking, and the cultivation of sound, safe media literacy skills so that as our children grow, they become more literate and able to deal with the world because it's changing. Even as I have cultivated the idea or germinated the idea of these lectures we've gone from we've gone into a whole new area of media now we're talking about virtual reality and the use of virtual reality the changes are happening so quickly that we have to adapt and we have to use skills as teachers to help our students acquire the knowledge, skills, and affect 
that will enable them to deal with the world the same way. If we can't do that, if we leave too many children by the way, by the side, and don't cultivate those knowledge, knowledges, skills, and affects, we're in for trouble as a society. The, the next few lectures, lessons, sorry, the next few lessons will deal with the individual skills and approaches that we need to think about as we individualize our classrooms and why they work and how they work. Next lesson, we'll talk about conceptual development.